0: A lot of people think that there's one thing that changes the tide of a company and makes you really successful, like that one deal or, you know, that one thing you did with your product or your service. It's not usually what happens. Typically in the business world, it's a lot of small tweaks help you get to where you want. And it's like a ripple effect. In most cases, you won't go from just like, you know, closing thousand dollar deals and then be like, oh, this is my first big client. They're paying a million dollars like that typically doesn't happen.
1: Hello and welcome to Do You Even Blog, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, blogs. We conduct deep dive interviews with the world's most successful bloggers and online entrepreneurs. Our main goal is to help you build your audience, produce better content, and grow your online revenues. I'm Pete McPherson, founder of Do You Even Blog, various other semi-successful and failed online businesses, and your host for today's episode. My friends, my friends, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I really, really do. Today, I am super, super excited to bring you this episode. Uh, If you're in marketing, if you're in digital or print marketing, for that matter, you know this dude's name. He is one of the top marketers of all time, and I am absolutely honored that he even said yes to be on this podcast, for one thing. I'd actually just like to read you his bio because I think it kind of stands for itself. Check this out. Who is Neil Patel? He is a New York Times best-selling author. Already impressive, right? The Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes, as in Forbes magazine people, says he is one of the top 10 marketers. Entrepreneur Magazine says he created one of the most 100 brilliant companies of all time. He was recognized as a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by... The former president of the United States, President Barack Obama, jeez, and a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 35 by the United Nations. I am guessing you've heard of some of those people or some of those uh, media outlets. God, this guy's so impressive. So quicksprout.com is probably his main place to go to learn about online marketing and blogging. Neil is his personal website. He's also been a founder of or been involved with Kissmetrics, huge, huge company, crazyegg.com, hellobar.com, man, you name it, this guy's done several multi-million-dollar companies, and he is just a no-nonsense guy with a ton of wisdom. So, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with the one and only Neil Patel. Well, Neil, welcome to the show. Uh,
0: thanks for having me.
1: Uh, not a problem. So, this is a little random, but I kind of like to start out that way anyways. Your About page on, I think it's neilpatel.com, you had that you worked at an amusement park, a long time ago, maybe? Could you maybe tell us what you did at the amusement park? Or you got any cool stories?
0: I picked up trash and cleaned restrooms. Not really <laughs> any cool stories. Mostly <laughs> trash. Sometimes the bags would split on me, but... Okay, where was that at? Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. So, like, Orange County-ish area. Oh, wow. Okay. I bet it was hot. Yeah, it was hot.
1: So, let's start off straight into content. You don't have to, like, go into, like, a ton of specific details, but... Obviously, you're an amazing, accomplished marketer. That much is true. And people these days, they care about website traffic. Like, traffic, traffic. How do we get more traffic? How do I, blah, blah, blah. What is a resource either on your site or on somebody else's site that you would point people to first? Like, without teaching them anything. But somebody said, like, hey, I'm new to this. Or I am not new to this, but I've sucked at this. And I really want to grow my website traffic. I have three hours to and just as much knowledge as possible, what piece of content or what what site would you recommend to those people
0: first? Sure, so they wanna learn marketing in essence, right? You can read anything from Moz, NeilPatel.com, Search Engine Land, Backlinko, all good sites.
1: Okay, What's your what's your favorite start here type of page on your sites?
0: So I have a lot of guides in my right sidebar. Anytime you look at a blog post, you'll see like all these guides where they can learn marketing or uh, just watch the webinar on the homepage. The webinar on the homepage is probably uh, gives you a good framework for marketing.
1: Yeah, I I watched one of those webinars, I think, last week and... Less than like a minute or two after it started, it already had like 800 people, 900 people, 1,000 people piling onto those webinars. I thought that was super impressive. So you have some interesting accomplishments as well, like being named by President Obama as one of the top entrepreneurs, Entrepreneur Magazine, United Nations. How, How did those come about? Was that like stuff you had to submit yourself for or were they, you know, voted from... Members of the public or how did that how does that stuff happen? I have yeah, none of those, those myself, so I have no idea.
0: <laughs> organization called Impact. Impact. Okay. Do it on behalf of like United Nations and the white house and stuff like that. Uh, and impact, you submit your application to them. They go through everyone and they figure out who they want to pick. They look at financials, the company, what you're doing, your mm. growth, and a lot of other variables that I have no clue about. Right. Like they probably don't disclose their metric for picking people.
1: Mm. Okay. Did you get to go anywhere cool? Like were you invited to the white house or an award ceremony, anything like that?
0: I was, I didn't go
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fair enough
0: I didn't go to the war ceremony either <laughs> That's funny uh,
1: I feel like if that happened to Much less successful people than you Like me or anybody else that I know We would be like taking pictures Selfies, videos, or
0: whatnot oh, like, Telling oh, our parents Obama wasn't there, that's why I didn't go Oh, like, eh. uh,
1: okay All right. That's fair enough
0: and, and I, I don't blame him not being there, right? He's a busy guy. Oh. At that time, he was a president. He has more important <laughs> stuff to do than give us awards. Uh-huh.
1: All right. Well, I know, speaking of busy guys, you're most definitely one yourself. So you have, is it three or four multi-million dollar businesses at this point? I know probably Quick Sprout definitely brings in revenue somehow. Hello Bar, Crazy Egg. Am I missing one?
0: It's mainly it. Um, there's some others, but yeah, no, they all do well enough. What do you What do you spend most of your time on
1: these days? Like, I know you have you definitely have some teams in place. Do you mainly spend it just kind of managing those at this point? Like, really high level business stuff, I imagine.
0: Uh, I, I spend my time mainly on marketing and just strategy and approving uh, hires and stuff like that. It, like, it was funny. Our sales guys are starting to sell something new. And one of my partners was just like, uh, he wanted to hire a sales manager. And I'm like, This is, you know, why with one of the delays, because it's like when you take other people's money and you're using outside money, you got to make sure you produce. And I'm like, no, you can't just tell me you want to hire someone. What is the specific revenue target numbers that we're going to hit within X amount of months? Mm -hmm. Like I spent a lot of my time making sure that we're making the right decisions. We're hitting revenue goals. We're not burning money. Stuff like that. But great team. Without them, I wouldn't be where I am today.
1: So, do you have? Are you venture backed for most of these companies,
0: or how did uh, they? No, self funded. KISS Metrics was venture backed. I'm no longer part of Kissmetrics. Um, but yeah, a lot of these businesses are funded, but it's funded just out of my own pocket, it's out okay. of my own investment vehicle, and then, you know, I fund out of there, and then I have a committee that just advises me on my own investments and stuff like that. This is super
1: random. Upon visiting most of your websites, uh, you see the pictures and videos, and you have obviously images in your email marketing campaigns as well i couldn't help but notice that you have like impeccable style i've been watching these videos and looking and you have like a nice looking jacket like you're dressed well and it's not like a typical internet entrepreneur online blogger etc cetera, etc cetera. And on top of that, uh, your websites, all of them that I've seen just look beautiful. Very, very, very well designed, like top 5%. Have you have you always had that? Like when you first started out online or, or offline for that matter, have you always had like good taste in design?
0: Yeah, I've had amazing designers uh, work with me for years. So uh, not right when I started because I started at the age of 16, but probably by the time I was... 19 ish, we had amazing people that we we're working with. And since then, we've always believed in designs and porn, So, images as well, right? And when you're dealing with large corporations, you don't want to look like shit. Because if mm. you do, why would they pay you? Interesting. Would
1: you say that's probably some of your biggest clients now? Like, I know you also do consulting for sure. Like, I've seen a list of the companies you work with. It's like super, super impressive. Is that probably. Well, I'm not going to say probably. Is that a bulk of your revenue right now? Just working with B2B?
0: Yeah. Well, 100% of our revenue comes from B2B. Mm. Okay. That's a good way to put it. But yeah. A lot of it comes from large corporations. Okay. what is
1: What was the first like big deal you landed or the first big gig you got with one of these large fortune 50 fortune 100 companies that you were like oh damn like i made it now like i'm (laughs) what is this i wasn't expecting this level of success do you have any like inflection point do you have an inflection point like that in your career or your marketing industry journey i guess okay
0: um a lot of people think that there's one thing that changes the tide of a company and makes you really successful like that one deal or you know, that one thing you did with your product or your service. It's not usually what happens Mm. typically in the business world. It's a lot of small tweaks help you get to where you want and it's like a ripple effect. So you, you won't, in most cases you won't go from just like, you know, closing thousand dollar deals and then be like, oh, this is my first big client. They're paying a million dollars. Like that typically doesn't happen. Hmm.
1: I'd like to take a quick second and share with you a cool blog that I found. The author's name is Amy at lifesimplified.com. So it's kind of like Life Simplified, but with a uh, Z-E-Mplified in there. Kind of like Zen, get it? I discovered Amy's blog recently. She is a certified health and nutrition coach. She's also started a brick-and-mortar health store and uh, sold that for a profit about a decade ago, and she really has a nice online presence. So Life Simplified talks about personal finance, health, wealth, uh, and overall wellness and well-being. So if you care to improve in those categories, and who are we kidding? You, you know, you do. I know I do. That's for sure. Give Amy a shout out at lifesimplified.com. Really enjoy her blog. And it's because of her and her blog that this episode of the Do Even Blog podcast is even possible. So thank you. Thank you to Amy. She's really great at creating content that helps people. You should go check her out. She knows her stuff. LifeZimplified.com. actually reminds me of uh the Ty lopez youtube video maybe i don't know six months a year ago you were you were at his office and he asked you what are you best in the world at and i think your answer i wrote this down let me find it your answer was like executing getting shit done fast (laughs) which i just i loved that answer for one thing but have you always had that as way have you always been that way like since you were a kid i know you started super young you said like 16
0: yeah, um, I've always been like that. So it's worked well for me, and I'm a really excellent executor. probably one of my best skills. Hmm. I'm also really demanding, and I'm hard to work for. Okay. Uh, and that also makes the team you know, do quite well, too. But, yeah, I'm definitely not an easy person to work for.
1: Okay, well, I feel like some of the best-known big thinkers and entrepreneurs of our time were that way and they're like legendary for being that way like elon musk steve jobs like those people probably not the best to work with but they did amazing things so that's cool how can people cultivate more of that focusing on taking more action moving quicker more efficiently do you have any any hints or tips that you would give to people on how to cultivate that like in their own line how to develop that skill
0: Um, To be quite frank, I'm not sure. It's just like I believe some people either have it or they don't, right? Mm. It's hard to – as we get older, it's hard to train people, uh, help them cultivate skills that they didn't have. Like, I've always been a big believer in which like, either someone's going to want it themselves, and if they're going to want it, they'll figure it out. If they don't, then they're not going to do it. Like, no one's here who's going to babysit you and make sure, like, you're doing things right. or Like, oh, let me handhold you and make sure you have the right skills. Like, you want something? Go and figure it out. You don't want it enough? Then you won't. And the people who figure things out, they'll do well. The people who don't, then they won't. It's like – Elon Musk and his boring company. It's like, hey, let me teach you how to, you know, bore and figure out how to build all these tunnels. It's like, no, you just go do it. Yeah. Hmm.
1: That's actually exactly what uh, Brian Harris, I don't know if you know him, he's he's a 10K subs guy, but that's kind of what he preaches, like his whole slogan that he kind of yells at people and yells at his clients i guess that he coaches is just figure it out like that's people want to be handheld and they want to be brought like step by step a lot of time maybe that's fine maybe they do learn and stuff like that but his his whole thing that he preaches is figure it out that's what entrepreneurship is that's what people who get shit done that's what they do they don't always have it right in front of them they they figure it out so yeah that's exactly what he says do you think there's anything else missing? Like there's a shit ton of people, in my opinion, who have been trying to do that, try to create an online business, whether that's e-commerce or a blog or a product or service or whatnot. Is there anything else that separates people who actually find like, the success that they're looking for or actually achieve some amount of lifestyle design and revenue and all the, the golden nuggets at the end of the rainbow? You think it's like 100% innate? Like these
0: people have drive, Uh, these people don't. I I, I don't think it's 100% innate, but... I don't have the answer what separates them. If I had that answer, then I would be rich, right? Like, I can just go create a ton of these people. And same with these investors. They would have a 100% success ratio if they knew what really did cause that. Some people do better because they understand products. Some people do better because of the way they think about engineering and solving real life problems. Some people do amazing because they're just awesome ex- executors. They learn from their mistakes and they avoid repeating the same ones over and over again. Some people do really well because they're just Amazing at sales, even though their product is shit. Mm. Look at Omniture before they got bought out by Adobe. Omniture and Josh James, it's not like he's the best at building products. He's amazing at sales Mm. and building that amazing sales culture where everyone's rah, rah, let's go, let's close, and that's all we're going to do. The point I'm trying to make is there's no one thing. I think it varies per business type, per individual, but you'll learn if you have it, whatever that special thing is, or you don't. Some people make it up by just working 70 hours a week. Right. (laughs) And then other people I see that are working 70 hours a week. Uh, like I I met up with this other Indian guy here in Seattle and he keeps having these business ideas and now he's selling like tea bags, you know, for coffee and Mm -hmm. stuff like saffron and all this stuff. (laughs) And I told him, I'm like, I understand you're working 60, 70 hours a week. I told him, I was like, look, and I'm not going to say his name, but I'm like, you're just not meant to be entrepreneur. You suck at this. Mm. You keep trying I'm like you're just a terrible executor. Doesn't matter that you want to work too many hours. You just don't have it in you and you keep making excuses. Just go work for a large corporation. He's worked for Microsoft in the past and he can get paid well. I'm like, just go stick in that corner. Mm. Some people have it, some people don't. There's not one solution that makes people have it and they're gonna be successful. I wish I knew. But you'll figure out within a few years if that's you or if it's not.
1: Huh? What did he – how did he respond to that? Was he – Immediate, like a little bit defensive or a little bit butthurt? I probably would be if somebody <laughs> had said that to me, but was he mad about it or was he like, you're No, you right. probably
0: he, he was open. I said it in a nice way. Huh. He was open about it. He's just like, well, just because you're saying this, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep hitting you up and trying to get advice and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, look, if I'm free, I'll give you advice. But I'm like, I hate to say it, I got to run my own business. I'm already busy. And if I give you advice, I know you're not going to execute on it. So it makes me harder to make time for it. And I'm like, there's a lot of people hitting me up for advice. I'm going to give the guys who I know are going to do shit, get it done and execute and follow instructions. Give them my time versus someone who's going to take my advice and do nothing with it. And I'm just being upfront, right? It's like, I'm not getting paid for my time. I don't care to charge for it. I'd rather go help out that entrepreneur who's gonna take action versus someone who's not.
1: Hmm. I love that. Howdy folks,
0: you are listening to the
1: Do You Even Blog podcast. As a reminder, you can always check out the show notes at doyouevenblog.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Don't have a ton of time, but I kind of want to dig into... Are there any favorite resources you're currently learning from now? Any books or podcasts or documentaries, blogs, anything?
0: Yeah, my favorite resource is real life. Whatever you want to do, go and do it, try it, figure it out, learn from actually doing and then go from there. All these people, I see them continually trying to read and getting knowledge, and that's fine. I was talking to someone on my team. They're like, you know, we're looking at an NPS score and we're surveying people, and we had like a 100% NPS score. I'm like, one, sample size isn't big enough. I'm like, two, release it to the public. You know, talking to people and showing them mockups and wireframes isn't the same as having them release it, right? And actually have them play with the product. And they're like, yeah, you know, we know that NPS is going to drop when we release it. I'm like, yes, but just go and do shit. There's so much you can get out of just reading and learning. If you don't do shit, you're not going to really succeed.
1: Mm. Do you have a favorite failure? Have you ever pushed a business idea out there, hustled for it, put it out in the open, put it out in the wild, and it just didn't take
0: off? No, I've had a lot of failures like that, but I don't have one specific that I love. Hmm. I've always known at a young age, I was taught this, is you're going to make mistakes, learn from them, and avoid making the same ones over and over again. Hmm. And I love all my mistakes because I've learned from them. Uh, There's a few that I've struggled to learn from, such as don't do too much shit at once. I keep making that mistake. Uh, I continue. (laughs) I'm trying to learn from it, but I make less and less, but I still make that mistake. And that has been the hardest one for uh, me to learn from.
1: Might sound like a cliche question, and it is, but where do you see yourself in five years? Are you trying to run less companies, just focus on one specifically, or just kind of staying the status quo?
0: Um... Uh, I'm looking at it as just, I'm just trying to crank and focus on marketing. I believe you do what you're best at. I'm best at marketing, at least within my organization. Mm. And I drive traffic and people need to figure out the rest. And then, of course, I help them, but you hire for that, right? Mm. So I just focus on what I'm great at.
1: So in a way, yeah, that is your your one thing. No matter what organizations you work with, what businesses you're currently like focusing the most time on, thing is marketing. You know this about yourself. And so that's, that's what you're going to hustle on. All right. Well, that's generally all I have. Do you have anything coming up you'd like to promote a new product offering course project you're working on that you'd like to send people to specifically?
0: Um, no, I'm pretty much good on my end. So, you know, check out neilpatel.com. I don't really have anything specific. Okay.
1: Well, thanks, Neil. I, I really appreciate your time. I know pretty much everyone assumes you're a busy guy, and that's because you have a lot that you do. Really impressive stuff. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. If you need anything from me, let me know.
1: All right. Thank you, Neil.
0: Okay, Pete here
1: again by myself. That is the end of the interview with Neil, but I want to break down three important takeaways from today's episode. Takeaway number one, figure out what you're best at and then do that. Stick with that. Neil mentioned that marketing is his thing. That's what he spent the most time on in his career. That's what he's known for. That's what he is best at. Throughout all his organizations and the companies he works for, that is the service he does. That's what he spends the majority of his time on because anything else would not be as efficient or as effective. So he's hired out for most of the other stuff. He is a marketer. That's what he spends the most time on in his company. So figure out what you are best at, what you could be known for, and put most of your time in that. Figure out a way to minimize the amount of time you spend on everything else. Takeaway number two, too much learning can be a bad thing. Neil mentioned in here his advice when I asked him what he was learning from, any books, podcasts, etc. He was like, Man, no, I'm learning from real life. Excessive time spent learning, reading, but not taking action can be a very negative thing. Sometimes the best way to learn is to get out there, put your product or your content into the world, and then get rejected a few times. Get some brutally honest feedback that might make you upset, but that you will learn so much faster from. So Spend a little bit more time taking action, putting products and content out into the internet atmosphere, and maybe a little less time trying to perfect it by learning, reading other blogs, reading books, listening to podcasts, etc. Takeaway number three, chances are there is not going to be a single inflection point where you go from non-successful to successful. Overnight success stories, uh, especially when it comes to blogging and online business, are largely a myth. And something that I really appreciated Neil pointing out was it takes a long time of slow and steady work, iteration after iteration, failure after failure to gradually grow an audience and grow blog income, grow a startup from the ground up. It takes time and effort and it's always not always a linear path. Sometimes it could be exponential, but it's not an overnight thing. You have to keep at it, keep working slowly but surely. The slow turtle wins the race. So that's it for today's uh, pretty short episode with Neil Patel. Hope you got something out of it. At least I I did my best with the time frame that I was given. Um, Neil's a great guy. Very, very kind to step on a call with me. I hope you learned something. So please take away some stuff for your blog or your business. Uh, as always, you can find today's show notes and links to Neil's stuff at doyouevenblog.com slash podcast slash seven, the number seven. That's where you can find Neil Patel's episode. Leave me a comment. Uh, leave me a five-star or one-star rating and review on iTunes. I always appreciate that stuff too, of course. Leave me a comment. Tell me what I can do better. Tell me how I can improve this podcast. If you want it shorter, if you want it longer, you want me to talk more or less. You want me to do more editing, less editing, leave it uncut. Please let me know. I don't really know which direction to go in unless I have your feedback. So please give it to me. Hit me up on the blog slash podcast slash seven and I really hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you once again, Pete McPherson from doyouevenblog.com. I will see you next time.